what is happening, my friends? It is about that time to drop another Infinity Saga rewatch episode. Uh, but as I've been doing, I've been dropping old episodes of the podcast, which are it was crazy, man. These are like a decade old at this point, almost. And um, this was our first time we covered Thor. And uh, it's pretty exciting to just like, look back like going back and listening to this was was weird i feel like we starting to get like we've been doing this now for a few uh movies worth and like i feel like the the podcast changes each time we do this and it's like the the sound levels change like it's, it sounds different sounds better uh as we go and like we kind of get better about talking about movies but it's just really interesting and, I, and i've made sure to record our new episodes before listening back to our old ones and it's just always fascinating to see like what we talked about and how we handled it on the podcast versus now and uh what we're talking about looking back at it in the new context uh and, and this one i don't know this one was just kind of like fun to listen to for me so i hope you guys have fun with it if if it's something you're interested in if not we'll be dropping our new thor uh rewatch episode tomorrow on friday so hopefully you guys will hang out for that um and uh, yeah, enjoy this. Uh, it's <laughs> there was even as I was listening to it, there was even a post credits uh, stinger, which I we did it from time to time back in the day, only a few times, not that that often. So it's kind of fun to like th- see hear that thrown in. And I loved um, our friend James Hewing, who has guested on Bingers Assemble when we were doing Creed. Um, this, like I said, is almost ten years ago. It's like eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, uh, when we recorded this episode, and it's just kind of fun. Uh, back then, we only knew him as Yoda Hugh. That's his. Uh, that was his uh, Twitter name, and he was one of the first people ever to write in and be a regular contributor to write into the show. And uh, in the first moments of the podcast, we mentioned him uh, talking about how Yoda Hugh was asking for this episode. Where is this episode? And it's just kind of funny that uh, we got a chance to uh, give him a shout out. Uh, at the beginning of this episode, you know, eight years ago, and now he's like been hanging out, and he's a friend, and we've done uh, we've done episodes together over on Bingers, and he's starting his own Star Wars podcast now. Um, which when when he when he actually launches it, we will have him on to talk about it, uh, and and well to to talk about MCU, but you know to kind of promote that his new Star Wars podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, man, hope you guys enjoy this way look back at the past. For some reason, this one was extra fun for me. Just me and Jeff had a lot of fun. There's lots of fun jokes and just silliness. Uh, and it's also weird because like we bring up a lot of the same stuff we brought up in our new rewatch episode that we recorded that'll drop tomorrow. But like we just don't talk about it in the same way. It's just kind of weird. It's just weird what a decade does to the way you look at movies and the way you think about stories and what you, I don't know. Like, I joke about it, but, like, in the old stuff, we used to just kind of, like, mention it and go, that was cool. And this is sort of like we're starting to be a little more analytical, but still not in the same way, in a, in a completely different way, in a different context. So, it's, it's fun. It's just fun to see the evolution of the show. If you're into that, and if you're a long-time listener, or, or even if you're a short-time listener who's into the show, into our podcast, uh, I hope these are fun for you. Enjoy, right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here today to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to be... But not all of it. No, not all of it. Not all of it like last week. This week we're going to be focusing down and really digging in to the movie Thor. Today's the day. Today's the day. Jeff's. Jeff, this is a, this is a holiday from now on in Jeff's mind. <laughs> he gets to talk on 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 air about Thor for two hours. I didn't even watch it because I just figured Jeff would. Uh, I'm just kidding. I watched it. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I was disappointed for a minute. I was really disappointed. I just figured in you. you'd carry it, man. You're gonna carry it. <laughs> this is my episode. It's all about me. <laughs> Jeff's a big Thor fan. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so is our Twitter. Uh, follower Yoda Hugh, mm. he's also a Thor fan. He's looking oh, forward yeah, to this yeah. day. He's been he's been he's been posting uh, about when are y'all doing the Thor review? When are you doing the Thor review? Uh, which I uh, I dig. I'm excited. I'm excited to do the Thor review as well. It's a good movie. Told you. Spoiler alert for later in the cast. It's a, <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> if you notice Jeff rushing through this last uh, all the all those uh, feedbacks. Yeah, I don't care about feedback. He's like, shut up, people. I have Thor to talk about. <laughs> I have Thor important things to talk about. <laughs> that was awful. That was and so I bad. Liked it. I liked it. <laughs> now it's time for our Thor review. Three, two, one. Thor. How Stella got his hammer back. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. I just came up with that one on the spot. That's pretty good. Can I we like use it. that one forever? <laughs> yep. Okay. So, let's talk about the Loki movie. Yep, yeah, that is what this is. The that Loki is movie. exactly what it's not. A, that's the great thing about this movie. I love this movie. It's not about Thor, but it is about Thor. But it's mostly about Loki, but it's also really much about Thor. It's pretty. It's pretty down the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it really is the story of them two as brothers and rivals and enemies and and <laughs> and friends and where they you know where they where 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 the relationship it's about the relationship yeah yeah it's a story of brotherly love and hatred rivalry yeah and a, and, a, and a father who loves his sons well but also it seems like maybe. Uh, he he plays a little bit of favorites. He does does seem to play a little favorites with, with these two. I remember when this movie was first coming out, or when it was uh, when it was first being released and announced and everything, and they were they were filming it, and they were saying that um, the movie was going to be mostly in Asgard, like most of the movie was going to be shot in Asgard. Okay. And doesn't seem it, like really the case. Yeah, when it came out, it was it was like really. That was most? It was like 20 minutes in Asgard and then like 15 at the end. 
It was kind of interspersed. Sure. Throughout well, once, the movie. once Thor leaves, they just kind of cut back to Asgard every once in a while. Yeah, it, and I, it seems like, it seems like it's like okay, well you you said most, and it's like fifty one percent of the movie hmm. was shot in Asgard. Yeah, or which like, is most technically. Yeah, maybe technically that would be correct. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, one of the first things that we see that needs to be pointed out because it's MCU related is the Infinity Gauntlet that was in Odin's vault. Yes, there's a like one frame of the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, with like, I still like to this day have not been able to just like pick it out on oh, yeah. first watch. Like, like I know where it is because I've seen it in slow mo a bunch of times. But yeah, I when that happens, I still can't really see. Yeah, it. I'm not watching for that. What am I? What am I I forget who it was. One of my friends said they saw it on first watching. I was like, you did not. Stop lying. You lying sack of shit. You're just <laughs> lying. Like, <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, I got it. I saw it. Yeah, t- no, you didn't. You were watching a frost giant run from the destroyer. Yeah. Which... Getting vaporized. Was pretty awesome. It was, it was. Oh. I think this, this movie... I mean, it takes the Marvel Cinematic Universe to whole new heights... Um, the the fact that it expands it into the cosmic realm. I mean, we talk about how Guardians took us to the cosmic realm, but this is really the first chance we get to see aliens and see them interacting with Earth. And well, yeah, they're also. I mean, it's different. It's a different plane because you know there's yeah the nine realms that they call it and. Yeah, I, I, I don't still don't fully understand how that works. Yeah, I don't think anybody they, does. They, they, it seems like they don't tell us on purpose. Yeah, well, they leave it open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, but 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 a guy like me, I like to know exactly what they're talking about. I, I've theorized, and I think the way it works is they're in a different realm from us. So they could is there like are they a certain distance from us, and the Rainbow Bridge is just the fastest way to get the there, or are they in a different realm, and the Rainbow Bridge is traveling between realms? I think it's that the Rainbow Bridge is traveling between realms. So Earth. Does not exist on the same plane at all. That's what it looks like. Does that also mean that the other eight, other seven realms exist in other planes? Are all different planes of existence? Yep. With well, their, with the their realm own of universes. Ice. Yeah, it's the realm of ice and cold and dark, and that's Jotunheim. And then there's um, well, that's the realm, but that's a, that just seems like that's just a planet, though. Yeah, that's what it looks is it like. Saying the whole universe is cold and ice and dark. Well, it's that realm. Stop it. Stop it. Because the, re- the, re- the reason I ask, and the reason it particularly confuses me, is we also know that Sif takes an Infinity Stone, the Ether, to the Collector, which seems to seems to elude that they're out there in the universe with the Collector somewhere. Or they had to travel to Earth, then fly off to meet the Collector, and that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So it seems like... Maybe realms or areas of space? They might be. That's that's what I'm... Well, I mean, they can aim the Rainbow Bridge at any uh, any point. So it, it okay. seems kind of like it's different areas of the universe. And, like... I guess that, that makes sense. Realm, in the old speak, would be like different... Realms could be based in different countries, almost. Yeah. So in space, it could just be different, different regions, different regions or quadrants of space. Not yeah. quadrants because there's nine of them, but you see what I'm saying. 
Different um, sectors. Different sectors of space, maybe. I don't know. And they can point the Rainbow Bridge anywhere on any of the planets. Uh, I find it a little bit odd in this film, though, that they called it the um, the Bifrost site, but like they pointed it to a different place in like London in Thor 2, and then they pointed it to a different spot in London in Thor 2. Yeah, I don't understand how the Bifrost works. The Bifrost Carefully. is the Rainbow Bridge, right? Yeah. Same thing, just different term. Yeah. We're really digging into the minutiae of this at this point. <laughs> Too much so. Yeah, let's move on. Would you like to know the names of all the Nine Realms? No. Okay. <laughs> like, let's get out of the minutiae. Okay, let's talk about things they didn't even talk about in the movie. <laughs> okay. So the Casket of Endless Winners was the um, the thing, the, the MacGuffin uh-huh. of the film. It was a. Uh, it was. Blah, blah, blah. It has been a uh, pretty big item throughout a lot of uh, previous Marvel things. Like for instance, Malekith in in Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. If you've ever gotten around to finally watching that, you would know. Malekith went looking for the Casket of Endless Winters, which was supposed to turn Earth into a frosty place again. Or, okay. like, put it into another ice age. So this this cask... Ha- this casket. Has, has, has comic book and cartoon origins. Oh, not, yeah. Not just a thing they made up for the movie. That's cool. It's been around for a minute. And it's the power source of the Frost Giants? Yep, it's the power source of, of their realm, so to speak. Okay where they get their icy powers from but you saw again that they had you know some icy powers some icy powers where they could make their own weapons or whatever out mm-hmm. of the ice and do whatever little magic with that so it's not like it it, it amplifies their cold I guess hmm. yeah the frost giants were cool I like the frost giants yeah um yeah, I, I I I really did enjoy the the first scene of this movie uh, when when they go to fight the frost giants or one of the first scenes when they when they uh, when they go to Jotunheim yeah and they actually have a battle that was such a fun battle it really was because they didn't have to hold back exactly we've talked about this before in the Marvel Cinematic Universe you don't want them just killing humans but if they're aliens or somehow or different robots aliens robots they will destroy their faces <laughs> um, they will. Punch a hole through your head. And seeing him use that hammer, throwing it, it's just hitting like... Just person after person. And then he just recalls it. And they're yeah. like, "Why? how do we stop this? It's pretty pretty great. Pretty great. It's, it's nice. It shows off Thor. It also shows off Loki's powers, which are cool. Yeah, it, it does a good job of establishing everybody in that group as a as a really good warrior with their own fighting style. Yeah. You know, Loki's being trickery and Definitely cool. whatnot. As much as... I feel like we we don't get enough of those in either Thor movie. You know, we don't get enough of the full team. And I really like Thor's team, especially now that he's on Earth. Yeah. I don't know that we're going to get a lot of that, that team. Well, but we I, get the Avengers. That's his team. Now. Well, no, I, but yeah, I like I like his his little... Lady um, Sif and the Warriors 3. Yeah, those those guys. Yeah. They're fun. Uh, yeah, and they. I like that they provide different outlooks on the same situation, just all in one little package of people. Yeah, that's always great. You know, on the uh, on the DVD or Blu-ray release on the 
home video release, they um, they had deleted scenes in there where you got a better introduction to each uh, each one of them and like their outlook on setting up for this party. It was so funny the uh, way that they cool. the way that they did that with everybody. I'm I'm so sad that they removed that and had it in just like the deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could put it into the movie like. I wish there was an option where it could be like, play with deleted scenes. <laughs> I've seen that on some movies. Yeah, and I want that to be more of a thing, because it, it flowed so well. Like, you you get your first instance of, of Thor saying another, and like, smashing a cup into a fire after it's been filled with wine. Like, he chugs it and then throws it down. It's like, another! Mm-hmm. And then uh, Loki comes up and talks to him a little bit, kind of gives him a pep talk, and then walks away and... Somebody comes up with another cup, and he's just like, all right. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then he just, like, walks out. Yeah! I'm excited! Yeah, Crowning ceremony! I haven't seen those scenes, but that sounds like fun. It was a really fun thing, because you got, you got Fandral um, being the womanizer and, like, chasing every single skirt he sees. You had Hogan being very grim and sad and everybody trying to cheer him up and... He was, I guess he wasn't necessarily sad, but he's just not a happy person most of the time. And you got Volstag eating literally everything. So you got like you got the setup without having to wait a while and you're like, "Oh, that's who those people are. That's who these guys are." And then Sif doing her thing. I don't even remember what she did to be honest. My bad. But it was a fun deleted scene. It was a really fun deleted scene. That's fun. I'll have to check that out. And I liked, I liked how the first half hour of this episode played similar to episode. Wow, first half hour of this movie <laughs> played similar to the episode tracks from the first season of Shield. How they told a little bit of story, and then they went back, and then led up to that again, and then carried on with that when when those two converged. It was really well done. Yeah, because it it established. Our people on Earth, at the very beginning, you know, looking for the Aurora, mm-hmm. and then they saw, they like, him. holy yeah. crap, the I like Bifrost, that too. and I'm they always, hit him, and then go back. I'm always up for some non-linear storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> Non-chronological storytelling, I should say. Love that. Very cool. And didn't they, like, as I recall... Yeah, they um, they went straight to explaining where the uh, the mythology came from. Yeah, like immediately after that, rather yeah, they, than just being like, "This is Thor; he's doing his thing." Yeah, they 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 they, they do a great job of establishing that, and, I th- and, and we've mentioned it before, but it's interesting that they have that battle set in the same city that later Red Skull uh, finds the Tesseract. Yep. So that's a fun little connection, and I'm, I'm assuming somehow that, that battle, they maybe left the Tesseract there, or something, something to that effect. <laughs> we'll stick this here. Hold on to that. Yeah, just like they did with the Collector. You know, they, they found someone they trusted that could keep it a secret, and they hid it away. Yeah. Or it might have just been set there to follow those people out, because they were all frozen. Mm. They was froze. Interesting. Dante would have left an Infinity Stone on Earth after the people were thawed. They'd probably have come back for it. Maybe. And it was being like protected by an order of monks or something, so that was cool. That was neat. 
It's nice that they trust Which these we people. will be talking about on the next episode. <laughs> so I'll 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 quit bringing that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um so we get them on Earth, Thor coming to Earth, convergence of storylines, and then they take him to the hospital after he gets tased. And it's so funny. Thor without his powers is glorious. That is probably some of the best comedy in the MCU. Is Thor without his powers. I agree. Uh, when they when they're like, "Don't worry, I'm just taking a little blood," and he's like, "You, you dare, dare attack, attack the, the son of Odin!" <laughs> like that e- that whole ER fight scene was just the best because he's throwing people around and they just keep sending them in. And he's just like, "You are no match for the mighty." <laughs> he slides his face down the glass. Yep, it's real good. <laughs> it was real, real good. Uh, <laughs> you dare threaten me, Thor, with so puny a weapon? <laughs> uh, it's real good, real good. Overconfident Thor. Always Seems like it could be a good, uh, good like Twitter. <laughs> Overconfident <laughs> Thor. <laughs> He's just constantly saying how great he is about everything. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that being a thing. So when they um, they do their pseudoscience thing, you know the the talk of the Einstein Rosen Bridge, which helps to further solidify that it's just different regions of space. It does different sectors. I talk about it as a wormhole. Which- yeah. So, so I guess that's it. It's just the way they describe it always seemed different than that. Well, the way that Asgardians describe things are not necessarily, like, very explanatory. No. <laughs> like an Einstein-Rosen bridge? More like a rainbow bridge. Sure hope you're not crazy. <laughs> and you can't really guarantee that. <laughs> no, you can't. This is, uh, he looks nuts, this whole movie. He really like, does. I, so, so, okay. The movie was great. It's great. It's funny. I little. I really love Thor. I really love Loki. The one thing I don't really love, and I've said it before on the cast, is the relationship between him and Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman is incredibly underdeveloped. He has more reason to fall in love with Selvig. Um, <laughs> him and Selvig at least like spend the evening drinking and talking and having. We good drank. Times. We fought. He made his ancestors proud. <laughs> that's that's a great scene too. <laughs> But there's almost no reason that Thor would be into her. <laughs> she's a smart cookie. Don't get me wrong. She's smart. She's cute. But, like, they just never have... They never really have a conversation. <laughs> they have one or two. And they're real small. They spent that night on the roof together. Yeah. And he was. Something. He brought her book back and was explaining the Nine Realms to her. They had that connective moment. Just like in every other movie where they have one moment. Yeah. And then that solidifies that they are together. I just don't like at the end he, he like uses it to rally as like a motivation to beat Loki when Loki threatens going to for her. Well he was bothers me a bit. Just before that, he, he was gonna just kiss her hand, like, I will return for you and then he kissed her hand and he's like, Deal And then she's just like, Oh my god, I love him so much and she like dove on him Yeah. No, and no, kissed no. him a bunch and I that would be the, the moment where he's like, Oh Oh she wants the hammer. Uh, I, I 
agree. <laughs> and I, I have no problem with that, the fact that he, that she would be in love with him. I mean, he's, he's like hot. an alien, a hot alien god from another planet who came down and defended their planet. Like, that's, I see her falling for him. That's real nice of him. Um, <laughs> she should reward his kindness. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, uh, but I see, I see, I see that. But I really still just... I just see Thor... I mean, we saw him earlier in this movie and in the the next movie. He starts on another planet fighting another group of people, like another group of aliens who are attacking something. And I just see him... He's going to do these adventures all the time. He Enough that he's built this rapport with his Warriors 3. And so he's probably meeting fair maidens all the time that are like, you know, hey, I love you, Thor. Thank um, you for saving my life. And then he falls in love with them, and then they die 60 years later. And then I guess he moves on to the next one. <laughs> maybe he's a serial monogamist. Maybe he, like, maybe every time he goes on an adventure, maybe his other fair maiden just died. Wow. <laughs> I gotta go on an adventure to get that one off my mind. And then he meets another one, and he immediately falls in love with no, with no reason whatsoever. And then uh, they, they're together for about 60 years until she dies. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that that seems plausible. Totally plausible. <laughs> it's because he's overconfident. That's yeah. what it is. Overconfident oh, yeah. Thor. Like girls love that overconfidence. <laughs> overconfident Thor nails all of them. All of them. <laughs> one at a time. This thing he doesn't. He just picks one, one at a time. One per generation <laughs> will be his love. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh yeah, just I was oh, okay. Mm, overconfident Thor Twitter just popped into my head again. Yeah, <laughs> it appears my love has perished. Time to start a new <laughs> adventure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. He could use that line that she said. When he got hit by the car again, out of the ER. Oh, right, right, right. Which was, again, one of the funnier things. Yeah. Just Thor out of out of the Asgardian realm was hilarious. Yeah. It's a, it's a, really, it's a really great fish out of water story. It really, yes! That's the genre. Yeah, oh yeah. It's every, every film's a different genre with these guys. Yeah. Look at them. It's great. I mean, Cap's also a fish out of water, but it, the, the story hasn't... So far, we haven't had a movie that focused on that, really. So far, we've really only talked about until he finds out where Mjolnir is. And did you see... Like, I really like uh, Hemsworth's acting in this film. How he goes from being just this goofy, happy-go-lucky guy to being like very serious. Like, I have to go get what is mine. And then, when he can't get what is his, he's the most just distraught angry sad person in the universe like when he can't lift the hammer that scene still to this day when he does that it just it tears me up inside because he finds out that he is not worthy of what he knew to be his and he's lost at that point just completely broken and confused yeah 
I, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great it's a great tale. I mean, it's a classic tale of him not being able to, uh, you know, not being able to lift the hammer and having to learn a lesson and then being able to lift the hammer. Yeah, well, <clears throat> a lot of people have noted that it was not a long enough time period for him to have learned his lesson in yeah. this film. And I mean, on the same token, you know, it's not long enough for him to have developed a real relationship with uh, with Jane Foster. But I mean, you you only got so much movie, yeah. So He's him through. sacrificing himself for everybody kind of makes him worthy. You know, he just had to dive into it, and he'd always had that in himself all along to like give himself fully to the cause but to be able to do it without the weapon that you know could do it or could destroy anything he'd never had the weakness yeah yeah to to be faced to learn true bravery the the way the way that i get it like he's always been so powerful that he can he, he doesn't worry about things and now he's in the face of like actual danger that he he do, he can't in destroy the face of being destroyed, and then he goes for it by the know? destroyer. That is correct. <laughs> um, and we, although we've we've talked about this being the Loki movie, we really haven't talked much about Loki. Yeah, much um, at all. I just want to say Stan Lee's cameo in this one was one of the best. Did it work? Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> And then you saw the bedless truck pulling into town later in the oh, background. I didn't see that. That's yeah, funny. when he was in the diner, when he uh, when he when she was like, "I got to This is going straight to what was it? Twitter. This is going on Twitter. And like, she took his picture and was like, "Smile!" And he, just, he has that goofy grin. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And like in the background, you see the bedless truck pulling around the corner. That's awesome. I was like, "Ah, it didn't work." That's really although. Great. That does go to prove a point that um, the elevator would not be worthy. <laughs> That's a very valid point. Although in this case, I guess, well, I don't know. I was going to say the elevator is being propelled by a human, or the car was being pulled by a human being. So it was a human being using a tool. But I guess an elevator is using a tool as well. Because a certain one has to push the button. Yeah. So, unless someone who pushed the button is worthy. <laughs> Thor can push the button. It's oh, that's fine. so funny. Vision elevator. can push the button. <laughs> Put an elevator, go up. Elevator's not worthy. <laughs> it's the best line in that movie. <laughs> so good. I need to see that movie again. I've only seen it a few times. It just came out uh, yesterday on let's digital. Let's go buy it and watch it now. On digital release. Oh, let's let's buy it and watch it now. Okay. No. All right. Fair. Fair point. Good point. Good point. Let's continue. <laughs> right, Thor. Thor, your favorite Thor. of the movies. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so Loki, right? Yeah, Loki. We get, as far as arc of Loki, we get the beginning, where he's little bitty, little bitty kid, and you already see the seeds being sown of, like, you're both meant to be kings, but only one of you is gonna get it. I loved that line because he—they were both meant to be king. He yeah, was you were meant both to be, born to be king. He was just meant to be king of the frost giants. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> I, I love. I love that. I, I really love that line. Mm. When you look back on it, you're like, oh, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. It's a tor- It's such a tortured thing. 
his his character. Um, you really you really do. I identify with him so much. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. I feel empathy for him? I don't feel uh, at all. Uh, he doesn't seem like a thin villain at all. Like there's nothing he ever does that I feel like. Oh well, that's I can't identify with that decision. If yeah. I had been through those things, I might have been. Yeah, you know. and his descent into madness. This entire movie was just perfect and yeah. you feel so bad for him like maybe i would have done exactly what he did given the circumstances of like a few thousand years of being raised to not have the throne yeah but be told that i was meant to be a king maybe maybe i would have done that too and he and it's such a complex plan his plan to get rid of thor so and then basically invite the frost giants to kill old father and then save Odin at the last second so that he can have, the, 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 you know, earn his respect, you know? Yeah, it's, it's deep. Loki's a deep, crazy good planner. It's just, yeah, it's always how it's it been. Just, it, it was interesting. I, I, you know, watching it on the first time and, yeah, and it just feels like he's. It feels it's it's just that every step of it felt complex. Uh, he he when he when he plans to kill Odin with the frost giants, he like basically just pays them off to kill him or whatever, um, invites them in to kill him, lets them in. It's almost like you 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 see it as oh he's you know inviting them in to kill him because he even though he's bad, he's not that bad and he can't kill his own father. You know he he has like a. This guy, the guy who raised him, it's like he almost like that's what I thought is that he couldn't kill, but then it turns out it's just a trick. It's just another trick because that's yeah. what he is, full of tricks. Yep, he's real tricksy. <laughs> and like you, you see little inklings of him being upset with everything, like on the coronation day, when he's standing off to the side, just looking all pissed off and emo. And he doesn't really say anything when it comes time to, like, he he kind of leads Thor into making the really bad decision yeah. for, you know, to go to Jotunheim. And then, like, after they come back, he's, he doesn't say anything about um, about what happened on Jotunheim. He just, he mentions at one point, he's like, father. And then, uh, then Odin just, Argh! and, like, I closed my mouth. Because Anthony Hopkins is scary like yeah. that. He plays it so well, he, <clears throat> he, he convinces everyone to, you know, that it's not a part of his plan, even though he was in every step involved in helping, in, in like, causing uh, Thor to make the wrong decisions. <laughs> he's, he's tempting Thor the whole time to make the wrong decisions, and it turns out, and, and, and he does such a good job of covering his tracks. It's pretty great. Thor, Thor's, Thor's a formidable enemy, an enemy that we care about, an enemy that we can we can see things from his side. Just I just really love I love Loki. Did I say Thor the first time? Yeah, I think I did say Thor. I meant Loki. Loki is all those things. <laughs> I was thinking that you were going for the whole movie as being the Loki movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> Thor the Loki movie. <laughs> there we go. There it is. And did you see? Did you notice in uh, in when after Thor had gone into the Odin sleep and like forcefully gone into the Odin sleep, 
when we see Loki finally reaching his dream of being on the throne, like before he's cemented it with everything, he's on the throne, you get that really just incredibly sinister feeling from him being on the throne. Like the, the pan to the side, you see the shadow with the horns and then it like goes over to him and it's just like that guy does not need to be on a throne. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm scared. (laughs) Oh yeah. Very similar in in Avengers when he's, when he is having everyone kneel before him, man, he's a, not a good leader. Doesn't feel like a very good leader. (laughs) You miss what it is to rule brother. Hmm. You think yourself above them. So good. Yeah. Great movie. Great, Great movie. film. Um, what else can we talk about? We get the first appearance of Hawkeye. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I know that, but I just hadn't thought about it. That, that's the first time. <laughs> you want to slow him down, sir? Or you sending in more guys for him to beat up? Yeah, he... Hawkeye's Hawkeye's awesome. I didn't know anything. I didn't know Hawkeye. I did at least didn't know his for his his actual his real name, Clint Barton. So yeah. when they say Barton in the movie, I was in the movie theater, like whipped up myself on Barton Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, that's yeah. Hawkeye. And I saw guy. I saw Hawkeye. I was like, oh yeah, that guy from the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, just had a cursory knowledge of who he was. Um, that was cool. Yeah, when they were like Barton, you got anything? And I was like, wait, what? Barton? Like, like Clint Barton? And then, you know, it showed him with the air, or with the bow pulled back. What? Already? That was a great, that was a great moment. Really great moment. And then there's the reference to Banner. Kind of helped to tie it in a lot. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Coulson is a, is the connective tissue for the whole first phase. Yeah. Is there anything in this movie that you, now that you've seen more uh, has a different meaning to you because that is a lot of what this rewatch has been about. Is like what, how are things different? How do you see things differently now? Um, than you did on a first watch years ago. Now that you have the perspective of Phase Two being over, taken, stolen, borrowed. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, that's fair. Um, when, when Thor is saying, know this, son of Cole, you and I, we fight for the same cause. You can count me, or no, from this day forward, you can count me as your ally, providing you return that which you have taken, then she says, stolen, he was borrowed, and you're thinking, okay, well... They just took it away for a little bit, kind of perused through. They yeah. gave it back. They want her to continue her research so that they can keep looking out for it. But then, like, knowing after, you know, a couple of movies down the road, like, she's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. now. And they want to increase their knowledge of the universe so that they can move out into that and, you know, protect from those other threats as well. Like, they've got a lot more going on than just kind of, like, taking it, looking at it. Okay, that's okay. You can keep it. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, they didn't even have necessarily a reason yet. Yeah. But I imagine they really put her into high gear after the Battle of New York, you know? 
after you see aliens actually attacking, like, all right, we've got to figure this whole space thing out. <laughs> we got we got to get this nailed down. Because NASA, this is you've scary. Done, you've done a great job, <laughs> but um, Shield's gonna have to take it from here. It's been about fifty years since you've done anything neat. <laughs> okay, we landed somebody on the moon. What have we done since then? What have you done for me lately, NASA? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I know you've been making things, memory foam, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, um <clears throat> You know, you get a better uh you get a better understanding of of the time frame of everything, you know, with uh with Colson showing up when he did. Yeah. We know it comes he comes directly from But you don't really get a good time frame of like when did Thor destroy the bridge and then when did Avengers happen and he came in Yeah. He came back. They don't really explain how like how much time was in between that. Yeah. How time passes differently. His hair was significantly longer. From, you know, one to the next. Yeah, I don't know. They they, they definitely there's definitely a, a, a time difference between the two. Uh, also, like the whole point of him destroying the reason that was a big deal that he destroyed the Rainbow Bridge was because he was cutting he was cutting them off from the rest of the universe. <laughs> yeah, but I guess then he just shows up in Avengers like it's no problem. Well, they they mentioned like how much dark energy did the the All Father have to or the, the did the All Father have to conjure to summon you here. Oh, okay. So, you know, dark magic. Then they they also go back using some sort of weird handcuffy thing. <laughs> oh, no, that that had the uh, the Tesseract in it. Oh, they it used was, the Tesseract to travel. Yeah, powered by the Tesseract. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes absolute sense. Okay, cool. Well, all in all, I think it's a great movie. It I does... need a horse! <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, all in all, it's a great movie. They have awesome... Awesome setup to a lot of awesome characters. That, but it also feels like a self-contained movie. They yeah, really, they did a yeah. great job of that in the first first four or five Marvel movies, where they they kind of connected everything, but they kept them isolated. Yeah, and it was just enough for you to know, like this is in the same universe. Yeah, that is great. All and right. I felt like um, I felt like the characterization. This is what a, one of the main things I wanted to mention is that I felt like the characterization of Thor. Uh, as far as how he speaks and interacts with other people on Earth was a little bit different from this movie to the Avengers to um, Thor 2. I agree. Because it seems it seems a lot more um, down-to-earth and personable in this film. Huh. To me. I don't agree. And then in, I think we have the opposite feelings. I feel like in this one he showed up. He had such a different. He's he didn't seem to understand Earth culture at all. He's like, rah, rah, I am. Well, yeah, he's he, like old timey warrior language. Throw <laughs> cups, blah blah blah. And it seems like in the others he's he's got a lot more of a nuanced sort of. Well, he he's, can just talk. Of course, he's also most of the interactions I see past this movie are him talking to other superheroes other people that he respects as warriors and he's talking to them kind of on their level well i'm i'm specifically talking about like when he was speaking to loki and iron man when they had that that fight in the woods in germany and like it was he was 
that speech seemed so much more elevated than he did in this film to hmm. me. Just it it seems so much more alien. I guess to to separate where he is like uh relevant not relevant, relative to where everybody else was as far as language. Interesting. I don't know. It I, just it that's what it seemed like I'll to have me. To look at that. It could be I could be just, you know, looking too deep into it, but it felt like he was we a never do that. slightly different character. <laughs> we have almost as much time on this podcast now, probably more time than they have had on screen <laughs> in this universe. Yeah. So I think we definitely look into this too much, but that's what we're here for. That's what, that's we, what, do. We, that's what we like to do. So feel free we to look into it fun. as deeply as you like. All right. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on in Thor recap? Thor recap. Discussion. I'm sad that the Destroyer was destroyed. Huh. I mean, they can rebuild it. Yeah, they make them stronger. It, they use it in uh, in the comics a good bit. Oh yeah, like Thor got inside the armor at one point. Ooh, and found out that the armor was sentient. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's his own little like Iron Man. Yeah, it was. It was intense. Suit. That's fun. It was neat. It yeah, was I'm, neat. Sure, I'm sure they can rebuild it. They can rebuild it. They have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, I think I think that's about all I have to say about Thor. I like this movie a lot. It's I just great. want to talk about the movie. I just want to quote the movie all night. <laughs> Steroids! All right, I'm going to give you three minutes. Put it on the clock. Now. Quote as much as you can from the movie. Go. <laughs> I need a horse! Then give me one of those large enough to ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he had mentioned um, when she's, when Jane was taking him to the, to the crash site, she was saying... Um, I've never done anything like this before. Have you ever done anything like this before? <laughs> yes, many times. <laughs> and that's that's funny because in like in the stories he's always been like you're not worthy. Now you're worthy. You're not worthy. Go learn a lesson. Now you're worthy again. Go learn a lesson, damn it, you idiot. <laughs> Just, he keeps getting unworthy and then reworthy again. And oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. I thought. I guess I thought this was like a one-time thing in his life where he matured. But no. so this just keeps happening. That's it's fun. Constant thing. Um, a little bit in the comics and a little bit, or a lot of it in uh, Norse mythology. <laughs> nice. It's it's fun. Cool. Forgive me, Jane. Yeah. He had to learn a lesson there. Sometimes you got to give up what you love most. Your family. Why? Why? That made this whole podcast super sad to end. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we're going with the Hulk aspect of it. Yeah, this is this is this is us trying for the Thor for the Hulk. Thor, the give Hulk. up what you love. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. All right, of the everybody, film. we love you, so we have we have to give you up. That's not for true. The night. No, stop. Okay, for the night. For the night. I was we'll so scared. I was we'll like, no. He said R.I.P., but we didn't mean it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back next week with the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Check us out on mcucast.com and all those other places I said earlier. Peace! Thor, so stick around if you want to hear our discussion, a spoilery discussion of Thor. Uh, but we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In par- <laughs> we are the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh, gosh, I have a migraine. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's my fault, Jeff. It's not my fault. I threw up today!
Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right, there's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.